Hello world, it's time to open the green door and enter the strongest podcast there is. Twice a month, Russell and I dive into the history of the Incredible Hulk in comics, film, TV, games, and more. That's right, Justin, and we rate and review all the Jade Giants media, good and not so good, with a smash or a gamma clap. And we put on the rant pants when When we we get And join us on Patreon to get exclusive bonus podcasts, prizes, and more at patreon.com forward slash Gamma Charge Hulk Podcast. We will see you real soon, Gamma Beasts. Stay green. Gamma Charge, the strongest podcast there is. Hi, I'm Erica Schultz, and you're listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight Podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 304, and you are with your hypersconchu, Ray. Hello, and joining me for this episode. Uh, it's been a while, but it's awesome to have him back. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Fellow Patroni, Frank, the Think Tank Dukes. Frank, welcome back. How, how you been? Pretty good, pretty good. Um real busy lately actually like um doing a lot of things working and family and everything and yeah you know <laughs> you've been a bit busy also as well frank we'll get into it we're going to plug the hell out of it as well because you are one of our principal sponsors but you've been busy with another another podcast yeah that is correct uh we dropped the first episode it's called i want to fight it um basically we'll be fighting cryptids monsters um let me see like uh comic book movie villains and telling we're giving our detailed accounts of how we would fight these things if we were to see them see them in the the wild awesome (laughs) and i know that it's only still kind of just starting a trailer i think and the episode first episodes dropped um i joined your facebook group actually and uh, and I urge all the loonies too as well. It's a lot of fun. I mean, uh, I'm sure everyone's thought about, you know, how would it go if I fought a, you know, like a werewolf or, or you know, some sort of monster. Uh, your approval questions, Frank, I thought was a bit fun. Uh, number one was, like, of course, how did you find out about it? So I just put in Frank, the think tank. I put that down. And uh, the second one was what monster would you like to fight or something like what would you like to see? Um on the show yeah and so i put down two things frank i'm not sure if you had a chance to have a look i put not down, yet no not yet i put down the monkey king i'm not sure if you're familiar from the yeah chinese mythology yeah. he's an awesome character love him so i yeah, agree I, I put him in the mythological mythological creatures not monster but so you know not potentially not a villain but he's a he's in he's in the myths and uh I thought I'd throw you a curveball and just speak to my Filipino roots. Uh, there's a mythological creature in Filipino f- like folklore, and I can't even don't even get me to pronounce the name. But it's uh, <laughs> it's like a demon creature with wings, and uh, apart from being vicious and stuff, apparently it detaches itself from its legs and it flies around <laughs> legless. That's with crazy. Its- yeah yeah so um those are my those are my uh two cents um for for that but it's a lot of fun loonies go check it out uh i I want to fight it uh we'll have more details as the show progresses as well speaking of which of uh, of the show frank we do have you here for of course moon knight related stuff and uh, if you look at the night sky as we are recording or as you're listening it is a waxing crescent so that means we're doing a lunapic modern run review and for this episode, Frank and I will be looking at the final issue, the finale, 
<laughs> Waxing Crescent. Oh, yes, Frank's got... Um, <laughs> there's a video as we recorded. Frank's got his moon on the phone. That's I'd like <laughs> to see that. I, I don't want any less. Um, but yes, we are looking at the final issue from the Bendis run from 2012. So volume six, issue 12. Uh, before any of that, of course, a big thank you. And I can say this directly to you, to all our Petrunis, to you, Frank. Thank you so much thank for you. Uh, contributing, being a part and helping us prop up the show. Uh, big thanks to Odin Odensor, Drew Toombs, Daniel Doing, and Frank, uh, who's in here with us, alongside CLZ Comics and Dreamland Comics from Schoenberg, Illinois. Uh, yeah, so Frank, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. You, you said you gave this a, a bit of a, a read recently, just to refresh the memory, right? Correct, correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, does it? Did it? Did you have? Do you have different a different perception of it now as opposed to say when you read it before? Just be, let's get it out there first. Um, not really. It's pretty much the same. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't know whether that's good or bad, but I can't wait to hear your thoughts, Frank. <laughs> um, we all know Bendis' uh, run is, uh, shall we say, a little bit divisive. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, so what we're going to do, as I mentioned, uh, a modern run review, just flashing that up there on the screen, uh, released April 25th, 2012, and the cover date was for June 2012. Uh, do you know why they have different dates there, Frank? I just, I found out. Yeah, I was wondering, I was wondering too, like, was that like a digital release and, you know, like I, for like the Marvel, the Marvel Unlimited or something? I don't know. I, I yeah, I never knew before, but um, friends of the show, Russell from Gamma Charge, I think he mentioned in one of his old episodes. So you got the release date of when the comic actually releases, so April 25th, and the cover date, they put it on there. I think it's for the sellers to know how long to keep it on their shelves for. Mm. So all of June, you'd still have this issue on the shelf, and then come July 2012, I think they take it off. I, I think that's what it's for. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's still confusing for the consumer, but, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> credits for this writer, Brian Michael Bendis, the big BMB penciler and inks, I'm assuming, Alex Maleev. Uh, colorist Matt Hollingsworth, letterer Corey Petit or Pettit, and editor Stephen Wacker. Uh, now this was this is available in floppy format, digital, Marvel Unlimited, and more recently on the Complete Collection Trade paperback, um, which they've released shortly after or before. I can't remember the TV show. You got complete collections of the Lemire Run, the Bemis Run, and the Bendis Run. Um, Frank, what's your What's your poison when it comes to formatting? Floppy. Floppy, <laughs> floppy all yep. the way. Is that yes. how you read it? Is that how you reread it? Yeah. No, I, no, no. I, right now, right now I read the um Yeah. What do you call it? The Marvel uh, Unlimited. Yep. Yeah, that, it is did. handy. Yeah. So yeah. I was better ask if you had that as well, because digital is pretty handy. I mean I'm a like oh, I'm a bit of everything. I like the floppies, but I like the trades as well. But digital sometimes is quite quite handy. Um yeah. And so, listeners, in case you haven't listened to us before, uh, what Frank and I will do, and Frank, can I ask uh, to partake in the synopsis for us? Yes. Uh, it's a bare bones? Cool. So what we'll do, Frank and I will read a bare bones, a synopsis, to give you kind of a roundabout uh, summation of the issue. And then Frank and I, and I'm so glad... Frank has lived up to his name as the think tank. He's got copious notes. I saw it. It's similar to the TV show analyses that we pulled off um, when, when that show came out. Uh, Frank has some notes. We'll go through some key moments, uh, and I'm just going to call them Frank notes afterwards because, <laughs> let's, let's face it, uh, I can't wait, get, can't, wait, can't wait to get stuck into it. Uh, and finally, we will cap it off with a, a moon rating system. Uh, sorry, a moon rating from our patented Konishu moon rating system. Uh, so Frank, I noticed you haven't got it there, which is good because it will be a surprise when we get up to it, what you rate it for me at least and for everyone listening. All right. Um, alrighty. So, so without any further ado, shall we get into the bare bones, Frank? Yes, let's do that. Want me to start reading now? Read now? I got it right here. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Is it Nefaria or Nefaria? Uh, 
That's very good. I'd say Nefaria, but that could be, I don't know, is Nefaria better for US? It sounds nefarious. Action. Yeah, that's I right. Nefaria. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever I, whatever comes in my mouth is going to be what it is. <laughs> do, do both of them. Chop and change. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In nefarious foyer awaits the LAPD. They wait for the count to surrender, but they look to the skies to see a blaze take down one of their helicopters. He has escaped. News breaks at the station, which makes Snapdragon a high target. Captain Quaid personally grabs Snapdragon from her cell and tries to walk her out, but Nefaria arrives in the bullpen. He is disappointed in Quaid as his payments to him was supposed to never allow the police to arrive. But Detective Hall's persistence has proven otherwise. Nefaria kills Quaid on the spot with gunfire and gunfire erupts. Nefaria promises to speak to Snapdragon after, but Moon Knight arrives in full Avengers gear. The two battle in the police bullpen which causes havoc. Snapdragon tries to fire at both of them, successfully grazing Nefaria, but Moon Knight sends her outside. During the battle, Echo raises a point. He cannot kill Moon Knight because only he has the Ultron head. He brings this to Nefaria, but the Count is still willing to kill Moon Knight. After countless blows, and Mar uh, Mark barely hangs on to his life, and he finally gives in and confesses that the head is in his car in the parking lot. Nefaria drags him by the cape outside, only to be greeted by the Avengers. You see them too, right? Mark says. Nefaria tries to fight back, but Thor ends him with one blow. Back at Mark's house, Tony Stark evaluates the Ultron head. He too can hardly believe that Mark had a real deal head. Tony believes that Nefaria wants to build an early allegiance with Ultron before assembling a new wave of Ultron bots. Tony takes away the head as their job is done. And three months later, Mark arrives to the studio lot of his show, The Legend of Conchu is cancelled. While Amy uh, was a great producer's assistant, Mark does not have plans to continue the show. If I've learned anything from all this, I'd rather die in a robot holocaust than spend another second in Hollywood. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, Looney listeners. Uh, a nice, actually, I think it was a nice little summary from Wiki. So well done, whoever wrote that. Um, before we get into this, uh, let me, uh, I'm just going to, and just for those listening, we are doing video. So uh, we're not doing a live stream, but um, apologies for any references to any visual aids. But I do have this up here so Frank and I can see the issue. Uh so overall impressions, Frank, uh, without getting into details just yet, after you put it down, you close the book, what did you make of uh, issue 12? Um, overall, I liked it. Um, There's a few things that kind of nagged me, but mm -hmm. um, overall it was, it was well, it was, was well written and it had a lot of action. I like action. Action's oh yeah, me good. too. Me <laughs> too. Action's good. There's not, it didn't have as much of that Bendisi dialogue speech you know just going on for four or five pages so that was good we got some action um yeah i i enjoyed it as as far as finales and ending a series goes uh, i'm not too sure maybe i can tease out my my absolute feelings for that as we discuss it further but i'd say it's been roundabout consistent with the whole series um yeah so take that as you will uh, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's kick off with, with um, one of the key moments, right? So here are some just touchstones, uh, as you probably heard in the bare bones, of just through the, throughout the, um, the issue. Um, so first off, Nefaria comes to, uh, you know, to, to Captain Quaid and Snapdragon. So this kind of drives the main portion of the book. Uh, we see at the beginning that the LAPD are trying to apprehend Nefaria. I guess that's why he's pissed off at Quaid. But um, 
I thought this was pretty good. To be honest, I, I totally forgot about Captain Quaid and how he factors into the whole story because I actually didn't go back <laughs> and read 1 to 11 quickly. It's been a while. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, an interesting dynamic with Snapdragon as well. Um, what did you make of this kind of premise? As far as the, the plot or the writing and all that? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought it was written very well, um, but like I said, I had a gripe. The only gripe I had was when the Count kept saying, Moon Knight, Moon Knight, Moon Knight, Moon Knight, oh, yeah. Moon Knight. I think he could have um, basically made some better conversation with that, you know, something that moved the story along other than saying Moon Knight, Moon Knight, Moon Knight, like yeah. five times or something. Yeah, I guess, yeah, Bendis was just trying to convey that he was shocked to see him there, but you're right. I mean, it's just get over it count i mean he's there now yeah i mean even mark said or moon knight says he i have a police scanner you know come on it's not that hard to to track you down he was surprised <laughs> that moon knight turned up i mean but yeah also he was, to he, be was fair, he was like he was like why you you know, like like tr that I'm, as well that as well yeah. well i mean but having on the other on the flip side to that as well frank i mean moon knight's popped up and tried to and kind of busted him in the previous issues as well so he knows that moon knight's hanging around like a bad smell um <laughs> i think it's a bit of both i think you're right i think it's uh, one how did you find me here at the police station and two it's like you again you know um yeah but uh i think yeah i mean having also said that superheroes turn up all the time you know what i mean and yes. if anything if anything it would be more surprising to see Spider-Man because he's located in New York. So if Spider-Man turned up, yeah, Captain Fire, I'd, I'd understand Captain Fire going, whoa, what are you doing here? He knows Moon Knight's <laughs> in LA, you know? So how yes. many heroes are there in LA? There's not that many. So No, probably not. Think, yeah, unless the, the <laughs> no, West Coast. No one cares. Yeah. yeah, no one cares about the West Coast. Oh, <laughs> um, I must apologize to all that. Uh, no, 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 I'm saying, I'm <laughs> saying in the Marvel universe, I'll, yeah, in the Marvel, yeah, they all yeah, take yeah, care of sure. New York and this and that, you know. Yeah. I live in Arizona. Absolutely. I'm on the West Coast, really, you know. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I, I know you got very, you got a very <laughs> handy time zone as well, Frank, which is good. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, true, true. There aren't that many, are there? I mean, the West Coast Avengers are the, the main ones. Yes. Spider Woman has been known to go over to LA. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, Nefaria has seen Moon Knight here in LA. It shouldn't be a surprise that he's there. Um, yes. But speaking of action, Frank, what I liked about this um, you know, arrival of Nefaria at the station was is you see the full brunt of his kind of power. Yes. Like, he's got Quaid kind of quivering and going, oh, sorry, look, I can't control everything. And I was going to give you Snapdragon because she kind of ousted Nefaria. But Nefaria's going, no, no, why did you, you should keep your kittens in the cage. Why did you get these guys to come out and come after me? Which is basically what we saw at the beginning. Yes. And um, I love this artwork. I mean, speaking of artwork, um, it's graphic enough, uh, but I think it probably remains, I don't know, maybe within the, I could be wrong, within the senses. Uh, but you basically see Quaid fried. Um, it reminded remind me of um, Mortal Kombat. Like, um, who was it? I think it was Scorpio mm -hmm. or Scorpion when he shoots off like fire and turns you to like a crispy charred <laughs> skeleton. <laughs> like, finish him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, I just remember someone ripping their bloody spine out, right? Um, oh, they, yeah. I can't remember who, who that is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's great action here, uh, as you're saying. So if we're looking at um, Nefari coming up to Quaid. I found it cool how uh, Snapdragon, she is not on the side of any of them. Like, you know how we see she... She shot she, at both of them. She's, yeah, yeah, I love that. And Moon Knight goes, oh, that's not nice. Not nice at all. Because <laughs> um, he's trying to, in effect, he's saving her. Because yes. um, Nefari is about to roast her as well. Yes. Uh, so I like that she's not obligated to either side she's still her very own very much her own thing um i don't know do we see snapdragon in any other iteration oh, i haven't done the research here frank um, yeah i haven't done the research on that either no nah. but i, I like the um the in, it was intense the whole like time they're doing this whole battle and everything like it was very intense like the mm -hmm. whole time like that, that was like 85 percent of the the story was in this 
this area. It's one spot. And it was, mm-hmm. the, the battle was nice because it's between three different people. And really, if you want to count, count the captain, I mean, he didn't, he didn't have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just cool to see, like, this battle between multiple factions. Yep. And um, it, was, it was nice. It was good. And it's a, a strange setting. I loved, actually, how... Um, and intentional or not, I love how Malieve, uh, the angles that he uses, because um, he, you really do know, I got the vibes of the original Terminator, you know, when Terminator storms the precinct and he starts shooting all the cops and stuff. So you're in an office yes. space, basically. And uh, I know this is probably just a really small detail, but I love how Malieve shows the expanse of the ceilings. You've got gridded, um, ceiling grid and you've got the the hung uh, fluorescent lights, you know, typical, all typical office fitting. Um, so they're very much in a confined space, uh, but it makes it dynamic because it's it's different. It's not often that you see fights of this nature, like in, in closed quarters, like offices. So I really uh, appreciated that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was nice. And the art, I like the, the layout, um, basically... There's this one part where um, when Moon Knight leaps towards Nefario, Nefaria, um, mm-hmm. and you see in the background, you see the Los Angeles map. It's like really detailed. And oh, like, is that that one? If, yeah, if, Sorry, you zoom, just... if you zoom in down there, you probably oh, can't yeah. zoom in. Down. Okay, but like, yeah. There's actually a, a map of Los Angeles in the background. Oh, it's like, nice. I was like, that was a nice touch. There's a lot of detail that was added there. Yeah, that's a, I mean, I think for the most part, um, many loonies will agree art wise for this run there's not much to to really um, talk negative of I think Malieve does a really good job uh, we've talked about how his depiction of Moon Knight which I love I mean again if you look at this there's a panel where Moon Knight arrives he says boo and the fire yeah. he's there he's got the shield <laughs> he, he's kind of got the nice dark you know the vibe that we know modern Moon Knight has you know he's got the the finch kind of um, to find muscles and and in the shadow and his face is all shaded as well yes that's um, awesome really cool and the billowing cape i mean you don't see it as much here but oh you see it towards the end um you see it at the very end if i'm just going to jump straight to uh so he uses even on the last page he uses the cape although it it doesn't make sense but it's there as a a visual (laughs) effect um whether what mark yeah whether what mark throws the cape off the ledge or something I don't know. I don't think he does. Thinking, I think it's I'm just... Thinking, well, maybe. Yeah. Oh, what, what were you thinking? Sorry? Uh, yeah, I, I was thinking that maybe he was just... I mean, yeah. I didn't think of... I didn't think of it before until you know, you um, mentioned mentioned it, but yeah. it does look like he's dropping it, like he's letting go of it, like, yeah, I'm done true. with this. Yeah, true. That, yeah, exactly right. Because this, this last panel is like, you know, I'm not going to spend another second in Hollywood, and he's almost throwing it off. Um, I put that down in one of the themes for this issue, um, I think the theme here was basically similar to uh, the end of the Benson run. It's it's Moon Knight reclaiming. It's a reclamation of him as a superhero. Like you know, in um, which is a re- recurring theme for Moon Knight. In in Benson, uh, he went down south, down to Mexico, and he was kind of um, lying low. But then at the end, he's like, okay, I'm going to go back to New York. I'm going to take on Norman Osborn. This yes. thing, I think, is the same thing in the sense that, you know, I'm, I'd am i rather die in a robot holocaust. I'd rather put on the Moon Knight suit and do my superheroing bit rather than be a producer. And it, 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 it makes sense because yeah. um, I was going to say, oh, uh, wait. <laughs> yeah. it, makes, it, make, it makes sense because... I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'll sorry, come back. Sorry. To it. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, oh yeah. yeah, it makes sense because like when you're when he was talking to Tony Stark, usually they have like bad interactions with each other. Um, yeah. But he was like, "Hey, you know, you must not. Maybe you're not as crazy as I thought, or whatever. You know, you're not cuckoo yeah. like Coco Puffs after all, or something like." Oh uh, yes. He's kind of like giving him props, like, "Hey, you're you're a good superhero after all." So it kind of like yeah. guides to that. Kind of, yeah, it kind of acknowledges Moon Knight, and that probably goes partly in the way of him deciding, okay, giving him the confidence. Because, again, Mark has been known to have very low self-esteem. I mean, there is the Houston run called The Bottom, where he's reached yes. the bottom. <laughs> uh, so yes. it's good to hear that validation from from Tony Stark. And even towards the end, just to what you were saying there, Frank, um, Tony Stark says something like, um, you know, everyone has to be... Uh, uh, sorry, Agent Lime says, oh, he's nuts talking about Mark. And then Tony Stark goes, oh, we all have to be to do what we do. 
you know. So yes. he again acknowledges that you know that's not, nothing wrong with Moon Knight having these issues, because hey, you'd have to be crazy and, and just a bit you know a bit uh, of a risk taker to be a, a superhero. One hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. And yeah. something I wanted to point out about the the writing and everything, dialogue and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I liked when the words were fading off as something was happening, like an action was happening, like when uh, Nefaria was like, "You ungrateful!" As he was shot in the neck. <laughs> it was like yeah. it happened a few different times, like two or three three times when someone was saying something and the action happened to make them falter off. I yep. think it happened to Quaid in the beginning. And then, oh, um, yes. oh, yeah, quite, yeah. Here it is. Uh, you, what do you say? Uh, yeah. Uh, then, you ungrateful, um, yeah. You ungrateful. Ah. <laughs> he, <gets, laughs> he, he gets shot in the neck. Jeez. Yeah. But he's, um, I think, again, just um, a refresher. I think Nefaria, he's super strong. Like, he's, he's, he can go toe to toe with Thor and the Hulk, apparently. And he, he can shoot, he's kind of like Superman. He can shoot um, eye beams and he's, yes. he can fly. So he's pretty durable. But yeah, he, he does cop a couple of hits. So he gets, <laughs> he gets stabbed by Moon Knight as well. Like, Moon Knight. Um, he was I taking a lot of damage. Yeah. I think first up, where is it? Uh, first up here in the top panel, when they basically meet. Moon Knight leaps at him and he he like stabs him I think with the oh, yeah. with his claws. So Nefari is um taking a lot of hits. Took uh, the Thor's saying, hammer, took Thor's Thor's hammer to his face. <laughs> yeah. And um just further to that wiki entry of the synopsis. Yeah, Thor does kind of lay him out, but it is it is Moon Knight that kind of gives the the last blow. Like whether or not Count Nefaria is is unconscious or not already, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, the last yeah. panel is black, like as if that's yes. the end of it. He's knocked out. Yeah, that is knocked out. Yeah, so he must be kind of like you know just on his last legs. And Mark comes up to him and goes, "This is for Echo," and you know punches him out. And um, something I wanted to say about that part, as far as like um, you know Moon Knight getting his butt kicked, kind of. I felt mm -hmm. like it was more like he was sacrificing himself. It wasn't like yep. he was trying to waste time, wait for the, the Avengers to get there. He's like, well, I just, you know, and that's the theme thing as far as like Moon Knight, a lot of times he'll play his role, uh, even if it means like a lot of damage he'll take, knowing yep. that his role being complete helps the, the greater mission. And that's what I like yeah. about Moon Knight. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, me too as well. I mean, also I, I put it to the fact that, he kind of gets first dibs, first go at Nefaria, you know, just because of the whole echo thing, you know, he gets to, and, and he does it at the end, but like he, he he's going to try and hurt Nefaria, but he knows, I think he knows that the Avengers are coming. He does. He knows yeah. that they're coming. So he, he, he knows him. that. Yeah. He called him, but he may not have known exactly when they would turn up, but he wanted to get his bit in before they, they came in and did theirs. Um, Here's a the question though. Yeah. Oh, I think it was Tony Stark that said, I'm sorry we didn't come five minutes earlier. Now, yeah, do yeah. you do you think that they just happened to come at that time? Or do you think they're kind of like waiting back to let like let their dog, you know, do his, yeah. his work first and then they'll come and clean it up? I I like to think that they heard all the noise from outside and, and like uh, Thor and Iron Man just go, hang back, hang back, hang back. <laughs> just, just let's see what happens here. If it goes crazy, you know, maybe one of them is kind of, you know, Iron Man is kind of sensing what's happening inside with his, you know, abilities. thermal visions. Yeah, abilities. <laughs> so it's probably, okay, hang back. They're just fighting uh, just to make sure that Moon Knight's not in real trouble. Yeah. But um, yeah, so... That's good. I mean, like he knows that he's pretty much got Nefaria beat because he's got these guys coming. Uh, what did you think of the Avengers turning up, um, so to speak? That's a bit of a leading question because um, I'll let you know. I, I love the the splash of seeing them there, but they were pretty much they weren't really used other than Thor. Um, That's and true. Just, yeah, um, they were deep, but they didn't really you know all get their licks in. Only a couple did. Only one. Yeah. Did. Well, it's, it's pretty much overkill. You got Thor. You're pretty, pretty yeah. sure that he's going to take care of what's going to happen. But what, what did Thor say again? I forgot what he said right there. Oh, I can't zoom in there. Uh, hang on, I've got, oh, I've got the, the book here. I he, um, he says, "Stay thine hand, Nefaria." <laughs> yeah, and then, exactly. oh, we know. Oh, we know exactly. I said because um, he goes, "Nefaria, yeah. you have no idea what I'm capable of." And Thor goes, "Yeah." We're going to handle this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe it's just for, 
I mean, obviously for Bendis, it's it's a nice kind of splash shot to get the 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 Avengers there, and we know I could be getting my timing wrong around this time. The new Avengers, right? So because I, I only say that because I see Spider Woman in there. Um, well, yeah. So Bendis is you know he, he's bleeding over the title that he's writing elsewhere. I mean, it makes sense. They all writers do that. Um, uh, but yeah. I like I liked how, with the writing too. I liked how the, each bubble for each uh, Avenger, the either the text or the font was different, or the bubble was different, or mm. you can tell they're all different. Same thing with the alters that he had earlier. Um, they were uh, talking yes. to him. Okay, now this leads me actually, and and actually before we move on, I, I agree as well. I love reading Thor in that old fashioned text, you know, cause yeah. you just have in your head him speaking like a Shakespearean kind of person. <laughs> um, but going to the altars then, Frank, now this is something that kind of stuck out for me. Uh, and I want to get your take first. So we of course know Spider-Man, Wolverine, Captain America is, uh, are the altars in this iteration of Bendis' Moon Knight. What did you make of Echo turning up? Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, so if we go back to the whole DID thing or whatever, um, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know if when this book came out, that was part of that was known yet, you know, like, because I know like there was a time when that was known, like, because people were saying he was this or that, schizo or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. at this time when this book came out if that was uh, known or not. I don't think it was. Well, I think the term was definitely. Not, I mean, they they oh, used yes. the term yeah DID in two thousand and six. I mean, so for him, for him, I mean, the, I don't I don't think it was attached to him yet. Oh, um, oh, okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so, I, I don't know, um, but in any case, I think you're right. I think even if it is out there and stuff, I don't think writers at that time were were as kind of savvy. And you know, you, you look at like now, Jed McKay uh, getting consultation from. You know, and like to name drop friend of the show, like Doug and Lena, who have DID. Um, writers now are a lot more cognizant of wanting to make things accurate. Yeah. Whereas I do think, yeah, Bendis here has a, a very kind of surface level understanding of DID because it makes absolutely no sense that now Echo is, is an altar. Um, yeah. And Wolverine that, and all those things, like none of that really made any sense to me. Yeah. That, that, it's... Yeah. That's what lost me with this whole thing was when he was Wolverine all of a sudden. I was like, wait, like, what is <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's again, it's cool. And I think from a marketing point of view, uh, very much, I, I think it's driven. And whether or not it's Bendis or I don't know, I don't know if you've even confirmed whether it was editorial saying this is maybe it is a Bendis pitch, but it's like, yeah, you get the fame you get the popular characters spider-man wolverine you get captain america in there this will be awesome you know this but, will augment moon knight but my question is this okay say you're uh, a wolverine fan and you, you you know you collect all the wolverine stuff what would it be in his archives or whatever that he appeared in this book because it's not really him appearing there so would it would it be wolverine appearing or not that's yeah, the question that, that's a good <laughs> question yeah i'd i'd love to Gosh, that's a good question. I might have to. I do know there's an an absolute mega Wolverine fan. Uh, Wolver Steve is on Twitter. I'm going to ask him. Okay, do you consider this Wolverine part of? I mean, because a lot of people are completionists, right? So regardless of if it looks like Wolverine, it acts yeah. like him, then he's probably him. Um, but we know that it isn't. It's it's meant to be part of his um, psyche or psyche or mindscape and and stuff. But yeah, I mean, but Echo. I think it just it just didn't didn't make sense that she's there. I kind of get what Bendis is doing. She's almost kind of like a, um, a Obi Wan Kenobi or a, a Darth Vader. You know, she's she's now one with the Force, <laughs> and she's kind of like a, a vision in front of Moonlight. But it's I, I was liking how they were talking. Yeah. And they're both saying what they wanted him to say, and then yeah. uh, Moonlight went with uh, with Wolverine. What he said, he's like, I can't remember what he said. He said um, he said oh, something uh, slick. Uh, tell him it's time to make a deal. I think yeah. that's him. Oh, I think that's yeah. him. Or actually, Wolverine might be the grey one. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, the, the brown one. Uh, so, uh, Looney's were referring to the colour of the text. So, um, the author's I think he's green. Yeah. He's green. Okay, Wolverine's green. Yeah. Um, or maybe, I, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking it was green first, but then he's more, Wolverine's more, you think, more brown, I think. 
But the first bubbles is to the to the left and yeah, moves to the left. That's, so yeah, that's what I'm. Um, well, see, Brown. Look at the bottom there. It says gut him, and I don't think I don't think Echo would say that. I reckon Wolverine would say that. So in the oh bottom, yeah yeah so that good eye tend, <laughs> yeah tend to maybe yeah. So he went with her instead. He went with so he Echo went, instead, which which makes sense because you know they had a relationship. Um, and you know you you always take a grain of salt with what Wolverine <laughs> says, don't you? I mean, you know, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. So I mean, that was the main thing. But again, if you can suspend your disbelief with accuracies and whatever it is that is happening with Moon Knight's mind now, um, then you can take on board that Echo is is part of there now. Um, regardless, I think it was kind of cool to have her there. I mean, as you as we've discovered now, she kind of. Um, uh, counsels him or uh you know it gives him good advice and what to do so that's you know it was kind of sad again, when she it, died yeah yeah and, and again is that is that her giving him advice or is it him thinking what would she do in the situation yes. you know oh yeah yeah absolutely which which i think it is i think it is it's, it's it's his subconscious reading into her personality type her identity and what she would what she would say or i mean if you're taking it as did it's another alter from him and uh somehow it's been generated all of a sudden um yeah <laughs> is very unlikely uh we also get uh so we've mentioned um the key uh, moon Knight bringing in the help avengers which is which is different he did call them but we also know he's very much a lone a lone wolf character so this is if anything maybe a, a slight development in him acknowledging that he needs help um maybe the maybe the death um propel them into that direction yeah and, and i think it's a recurring thing throughout this series throughout the 12 issues and just from off the top of my head i think it comes up and again about you know whether he does because they the avengers do pop up i think earlier on as well um and they go away so um i think that kind of comes and goes through this issue uh we get also more of an idea and this is what i really appreciated because it has never really was cons uh, like discussed i mean why nefaria wants the ultron head so um, until the end i mean well, until with, the end. With, yeah 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 he, yeah he usually the bad guy's like i'm going to take over the world or you know, yeah that gives some kind of explanation but he did not he just said he wanted it or he didn't even he say just, he wanted it mark said you want this you need this you know yeah yeah exactly and so we, we get an explanation from tony stark and this leads this is like so on the nose for kind of um prepping readers for age of ultron you, you know um yeah that that's what this whole mini oh this whole volume was about uh, but i thought it was invaluable to hear from tony stark there's a, a finally a bit of exposition as to you know why this head is is important um where it's going so we know the avengers tony stark are trying to capture these um what does he call it um uh um these out of it's part of the artificial intelligence and the, the head yeah. is oh yeah it's just one of its avatar bodies so yes. any any portion of, of ultron can um can gain ai you know what i mean and ultron similarly as you see in the movies uh, although his body's destroyed if you can like shift his ai somewhere else i.e yeah. another head then that's potential danger so the avengers want to grab it and then they um de deduce uh, that nefaria wants it maybe to kind of carry favor with ultron knowing that this apocalypse is coming and you know have a way for him not to not to die like you know exactly hey yeah. let me be part down with you you know let me be part of your yeah your takeover or whatever <laughs> yeah which is uh exactly so a bit of insurance to make sure that he you know he's not in the sugar caves you know mining <laughs> yes <laughs> well the uh the ant overlords um ultron but, overlords. i mean yeah. who knows he might still just get offed you know yeah i mean it could, it could go it could go anyway because we never get that real explanation this is only secondhand off tony stark you know maybe nefaria were was going to try and blackmail ultron or something yeah you know, who, who knows or maybe he was i'm um, going to aid ultron um but as you say any outcome could have happened but yeah we, we just don't know i would have liked in retrospect th throughout this 12 issue run i would have liked this explanation to come a little bit sooner because it just going through it all it just it made it seem um 
not worthless, but it just made it seem there's uh, no point or no yeah directionally rudderless, yeah rudderless as to why Nefaria wants this so bad, you know. And so if we had an explanation a bit earlier, you know what's at stake, you know. That's true. That's in, true. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just saying it like in the last few pages of the final issue, um, so I think writing wise, um, it would have been perhaps better too and again i might be wrong maybe there were uh, hints dropped in the earlier issues i can't remember i'll have to go yeah i didn't go back and read all of them right now uh because it's like yeah. 10 years old this book. oh yeah yeah <laughs> it is it's um it's great that they're reprinting it and everything so uh, as i mentioned um it has recently been re-released and it actually had been re-released as a hardcover like and in the, the 12 issues in hardcover that was like maybe two three years ago so um it's it's never out of print uh, for yeah. a long time, listeners. So you should be able to... And even the... I think the floppies, uh, Frank, I mean, they, they're not like 50 bucks or anything like that. You, you can no. find them easily. Although after after the show, uh, a lot of books started going up in price. <laughs> I know. How annoying was that, eh? <laughs> Very annoying. I'm like, no! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> luckily, I, luckily, I have pretty much everything. Um, only, I'm only missing like five books as far as his okay. main, main ones. But as far yeah. as like featuring i don't have all those features but i have which, some which, um which five are you missing i might it's I the avengers of the moon knight um i think it was it was like the odd numbers or the even numbers i want to say it ah, was like okay. number number f i think number four six and eight i think it was okay okay something like that i'll have to yeah avengers of the moon knight it, it's um it is a little bit harder to come by maybe it was a low print run or something i don't know but yeah um yeah, thankfully got other. Yeah, sorry. The, the the first cover, um, the first issue, the first cover, um, the Finch, um, version. That one's so yeah. beautiful. It's my favorite cover of all Moon Knight covers. See, I haven't got it. I haven't got that one. I've got the um, I got the Alex Ross variant. I haven't got the other that cover. I'm looking oh, really? for that one. Yeah, yeah that yeah, one's that is a nice so beautiful. Cover. Yeah, you're talking about the orange cover, right? Yeah, the it's, like, it's got yeah. orange and blue. I think it was. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Okay, it's it's the one where he's sitting, he's standing, he's sitting on like a. Do I, have, I wonder if I have it right here? No. Um, yeah. he's sitting on like a sign and it's like raining or whatever. Oh. Okay. They kind of re, they kind of redid it recently, in like in the last year. Um, they kind of like oh, mimicked right. it. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, that is very good. That one's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, I've been Maybe I can find it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm missing the major one that I'm missing is um, Mark Spector Moon Knight. I think it's 55. It's the Stephen Stephen Platt his first um, issue. That's a that's hard to find, and that's going for a a pretty penny as well. Which um, which run or which volume? Uh, Mark Spector Moon Knight. It's the um, oh. it's the one the first issue from Stephen Platt. It's when he's Moon Knight on the front cover, but all his clothes like all his costumes torn and, and looks very much like a Todd McFarlane hyper detailed um front cover but that's uh, I, I don't know that's really hard to get so um, i believe i have it i'm not 100 i'm sure I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll look i'll look for it yeah <laughs> if so i put a picture of it in in the group yeah yeah no, no sure i, I yeah I'm, I'm jealous of anyone that has it and i know that a fair few loonies do have it but it's one of my white whales left to left to get um yeah, yeah. so anyway yeah i mean so this the the Ultron kind of thing is established and it leads perfectly in to the age of Ultron for at least Moon Knight's purposes because he's now fully invested in being a superhero and he wants to um, jump into the fray. He even tells Tony Stark, let me know like when it happens. And Tony goes, oh, don't, don't you worry. You'll know when it happens. And oh, Tony's yes. <laughs> actually, yeah, he, he, like he, it's not if, it's just when. So, um, uh, I found I found that I found that um I don't know where's the camera. This is the oh one, that cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All oh, right. Is it that's not that's not Vengeance of the Moon Knight, is it? That's just the yeah. um. Uh, it's Vengeance Houston. of the Moon. Oh, it is. Well, it's, okay. No, it's Vengeance of the Moon Knight. The very first issue is a Finch variant. Yeah, right. I, I always thought that was yeah. I've, I know that picture. I always thought that that was yeah right. That is a good pick. That is a good one. I'd love to get that as well. Um, but yeah, yeah got to pick and choose the very variant covers yeah <laughs> it's just there's like get carried 30. away sometimes <laughs> yeah no but it's good though it's all good um any any other notes that we haven't covered frank that you'd like to cover 
Um, as far as the characterizations, um, I like how Moon Knight is comical as usual with the I have a police scanner. I mean, come on, this ain't my yeah. first rodeo monocle. He calls him the monocle. <laughs> yeah, monocle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then um, the fact of uh, it's rare for St- uh, Tony Stark's to be cool with Mark. That was different. Um, that was different. I I did enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, and then Mark saying you see them too, right? About the Avengers, um, as if looking for conf- confirmation that he wasn't crazy. Like he's he's trying to kind of like. I felt how I took it was he was kind of trying to figure out is is this in my head or is this really mm. happening? You know, like yeah, like he struggles with what's real and what's not. Yes, no, no, absolutely, and and I think that was a really good one liner that um that Bendis put in there for Moon Knight as well. Because also I took it as as well because it could be done, it could be taken multiple ways. That he's been beaten around the head so much by Nefaria, you know, he's starting to see things. So he's also going to go, oh, you see them as like he's half oh, groggy, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I like. No, I think it's. I think it's more from what you're saying. But I like to think that. I think that small statement kind of it it evokes a lot of, a lot of things you can you can say. So um, yeah, just going back to the Tony Stark relationship. Yeah, because in the Benson run, um, so we're talking two thousand six to eight. Um, they're, they're they're very heated, like Iron Man and Moon Knight, um, because of the whole. There's a whole registration act, yeah. You know the whole civil war. Um, so they're not, they're quite hospitable. Um, they're not hospitable towards each other. Um, so it is it is cool that maybe also as well because Mark's giving Tony something he wants. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, probably so what it is. <laughs> he's done well, but I you know I don't want to diss Tony because he's a he's a great hero and I know the high priest the country Rebecca uh likes him as well so <laughs> yeah we crazy. all know that <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so oh yeah no great points as well I only had the other characterization Nefaria we haven't he's not really featured that much in comics but I think Bendis captures his voice really well just to kind of like your pompous um arrogant asshole basically and and yeah. um I think so he's um written quite well you know as, as villains go uh yeah and the only other la- last thing i had was in the art um now again i don't know whether this is intentional or not so at the very beginning we have mark specter not stephen grant as the producer for legends of conchu a tv produ- like show yes which is already kind of like you kind of like huh as as moon Knight fans go because it marks the mercenary right and stephen stephen's the the business guy yeah, and then at the end here, look, I know it's probably not it, but I got Jake Lockley vibe. Yeah, I got Lockley <laughs> vibes here, and and the hat as well. The hat, yeah, and he's behind the wheel, um, but he'd still bark. So, in in a way, Bendis has incorporated the identities of Jake and Stephen into like Mark in this. And, yeah, and I, he looks like a rich guy right there, you know. He does. He looks like a rich guy as well, but again, he also looks like lockley like you know the, the taxi driver yeah um so i think it was a really kind of neat way of at least maybe nodding to the other identities um uh because they weren't uh, this is pretty much a mark specter uh spectacle right so yeah uh i think it was good to at least nod towards that yeah here the full-on mustache that, that that's la- right yeah that last panel at the bottom or whatever Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'm gonna make that my Facebook. Um, what's it called? The little back <laughs> profile thing. Oh um, no, the cover. The, yeah, what's it called the, uh, yeah, the little, header the, or something. The, yeah, cover art because like the cover art. The yeah. Legend of the Con Conshu. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, that is has him up front, and oh, it just looks nice. He looks good, doesn't he? He looks good in that because he's got the the facial hair at the bottom and just the mustache. Um, yeah, I mean, again, there's a lot of great art in this, so uh, there's nothing wrong, I think, on the art side. Um, and take it what you will, like, story-wise. So having said that, though, Frank, we're going to have to give this a rating. I might have to change my rating. Uh, yeah, I'll change it a little. Uh, but I'll ask you Let me first. say one thing real quick. Yep. Uh, oh, about sure. the of art. Of course. It felt like a comic book, the way it looked more than, like, a cartoony. Because some, sometimes the art is too cartoony, mm-hmm. and this one's, like, more like a, a rough... You know, it was rough. It was, I, know, I liked it a lot. So there was that. And um, yeah, that's it. Basically, I want to say it looked yeah. rough. It looked more like a comic book than sometimes it looked just too cartoony. So I yeah. like that. You mean sometimes in, in other titles and in like in other yeah. issues? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
No, totally. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, I, I like Maleev's art as well. Like, he and Bendis do great work on Daredevil. Um, and also, he has done great work with um, Spider-Woman as well. So, uh, just a great, great artist. I really do enjoy it. Uh, right, well, no, f- for the rating. Ratings, Frank. I'm going to give you first dibs at it. What would you give this? Uh, Moon Knight Volume 6, Issue 12. Um, I picked 7. Seven. Which is uh I'm trying to look for the actual name. Uh where is it? <laughs> I lost it. Um it's a, a solid I think it's a something I don't know, I can't find it. <laughs> solid solid round boy. Yeah, I that got you one. down there. You seven. got the solid round boy, seven boy? out of ten. Boy <laughs> <laughs> I um I originally gave it six out of ten a getting small moon. I'm gonna bump it up a little bit at six point five because of the art as well. Just going through it again with you, Frank. Uh and yeah, just discussing like the merits of it. Always you always kinda end up with a, a little bit more appreciation of a comic, I think, when you discuss it out loud. So um yeah. it, it is a lot yeah, a lot better, uh, I think, than what I originally thought. Six and a half. So heading towards a solid round boy. Um <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but loony listeners, let us know what you think. We don't have any feedback here. Uh so that's cool. But n- never too late. Drop in a line. Let us know what you thought of you know, issue twelve or the whole series. You know, a series as a whole. How did it? How did it feel? Did you read the whole thing from issues one to twelve? And how does that read as opposed to serialized? Because um, I know I have trouble. It's been so long since I read one to eleven. It's it's hard to kind of remember. Um, and to be honest, I think that I started reading it, and then the whole Wolverine thing, and then it kind of like threw me off. I just didn't really ah. care much after that. Like yeah. I, I I don't really recall too much of this this issue. Um, mm. I read it right now, so yeah, yeah, me too. Other than, I just remembered the the Avengers show up, and there was a, a little final showdown with Nefaria. That was basically it. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I remembered. Like before I reread it, you know. Um, but yeah, there there are little things. Snapdragon, a bit of a loose end, you know, because she just disappears. We don't know where she's gone. Oh yeah, That's open, true. Yeah, open for snapdragon the mini i don't know um <laughs> so uh yeah get, get your feedback in loony listeners uh and we'd love to hear and discuss we can discuss it on the next show it, it's never too late um frank i want to thank you so much for for jumping on thank it's, you for having me it's so cool every time i i, I speak to you and this is only the second time i kind of want you back again for another, you know, just to try different things as a classic run. We've, we've got the Bendis run, you know, to have you chat about, get your thoughts on the, the Jed McKay run, all that sort of stuff. So, no, thank you so much for, for making the time. Thank you. Um, absolutely. Check, check it out. Check it out. Look at it. Hey, oh, the, holy moly. Got yeah, the so, Mr. Knight Papa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, uh, so for listeners who can't see, uh, Frank's just showing us behind him. Is, is that life size? Yeah, yeah, it is. Jeez, a, I got it from the comic book comic book store. Um, awesome. They're like, "Hey, you know, it's for sale." I'm like, Cause "Like, that's awesome." When you're done, if you want to give it to me, like, "No, it's for sale." I was like, "Well, how much?" And they, this thing was like sixty bucks or something. Like, nice. Take my money. Awesome. So what? So it's I, a it's a cutout, a live cutout of Mister Knight. Yeah. We can see from there. Yeah, yeah. So every time Frank goes to bed. <laughs> or wakes up at in the middle of the night, he'll see Mr. Knight just staring Well, I put at it him. in my son's room. I, my son moved yeah. out, and he has his own apartment now, and we nice. put it in his room. So when he walked by his door, it's just there. And <laughs> it, it even startled me one day. One day I thought someone was in his room. I was like, I was like who is that? You know, it just, it, my wife right. got scared of it. The dogs That's... bark at it. That's why. That's why it's all in white, man. The people can see him coming. Like they, yeah. he, he wants to be seen. So, <laughs> so now he's um, part of the family. The dogs don't bark at him no more. We all know he's there, and he's he watches over us while we sleep. You know exactly. You are fully safe at night. You, you can be sure of that. Um, yes. Before we go, uh, spectacle, Frank. I wanted to to give uh, your um, podcast with your nephew a shout out. What's your nephew's name as well? Well, on the podcast, he goes by Pablo Candy yep. Bar. Not to Pablo be confused Bar, yeah. with uh, Pablo Escobar, but <laughs> Pablo <laughs> Candy Bar. <laughs> Pablo Candy Bar. Um, please check it out. Yeah, and Frank, uh, it's a new podcast with Frank and Pablo. I want to fight it. Uh, and as mentioned, there's a trailer and the first episode. Um, I've got the links in the show notes for Facebook and the Instagram. Go check it out. Go sign up. Go join. Uh, 
but I know, Frank, you did mention uh, off-air, there is a, a, a website uh, in the works, um, yes. but we'll get that out. And don't you worry, Looney listeners, Frank, uh, basically, you know, one of the principal sponsors. So um, we'll be we'll be shouting out, I want to fight it every, every episode. Go check it out. Thank um, you very much. I appreciate it. You know, or anything else you want to uh, want to shout out as well? Uh, had you been doing any other guest appearances anywhere, or? Um, not no. This here is the first time in a while. Um, okay. Let me see what else. We're we're trying to get learning the curse back up and running, but nice. um, I don't just everyone's schedules is kind of crazy, so it's kind of yeah. hard. The cool thing is my my nephew and I work together at uh, the same job. He's he's uh, oh. nineteen years old, so we yep. both work at the same job. So when we get off work, we can just come straight here and record, nice. or you know. Or awesome. we can do it in the car. We can do, I can bring my Zoom. We can do it in the car, yeah. wherever we're at. So, yeah. I've done I've done a couple of recordings in cars as well, and it's actually it's not as bad. It's not as bad because it's kind of you close the doors and stuff. It's it's nice and kind of quiet and isolated. It is. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, we'll we'll um, definitely put everything there in the show notes. Uh, let Frank know as well what what monster, what villain. What cryptid or what uh, mythological creature you'd like to yes. see fought? Yes. Uh, and so the idea, Frank, as well is is that it's like you fighting, like you, yeah, Frank, me, and Pablo. Yeah. My, yeah, my my nephew and I. What, what basically what happens? We start off by um, giving information about the creature or the villain yeah. or whatever it is, a backstory, so you understand what kind of character they are. And yeah. then from there, we go into how we would attack. We give our details of how we would attack it and destroy it. And then nice. basically, we're, I'm going to make a, a – I do graphic design and stuff. I'm going to make like a virtual mm -hmm. trophy room. And whenever we defeat whatever character, um, <laughs> like say we make a fur coat out of Bigfoot or something, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it'll, be, it'll be hanging up in, in, in the, you know, the virtual awesome. trophy, trophy room. So you know, it's, it's all stuff we have ideas of doing. And eventually we want to do where we have beast versus beast. Like let's say yeah. uh, Jeepers Creepers versus, I don't know, um, Predator. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like. Yeah, and we talk about who would win and why would they win, and you know, just That'd having awesome. fun with fights. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's that's great. No, uh, I can't wait to to hear more of this stuff. Um, but yeah, check it out. Uh, tell everyone you know. I want to fight it. Uh, also, another spectacle. Just wanted to, uh, I, I make an appearance on Capes and Lunatics. We on the Wondercast. It's only a mini two episode show. Uh, we mm -hmm. cover the nineties series of wonder man simon williams so we're wow. doing yeah i think we do issue 16 to 29 and and annual two i've had a really good time chatting with the boys over there about wonder man really are you a fan do you, do you know much about wonder man i do not know much at all I'm, I'm, honestly he's a cool character frank you got to check it. he's a cool wonder character man. wonder man I'll, he's, yeah i'll look into it i, I know i'll yeah. tell you this much my wife is all into Wonder Woman. I don't know if you can see on the uh, back. Right there. Yeah, I remember you were saying, yeah. Yes, right, what, I was right, about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and like, look, check it out. Got her blanket. Oh, love it. <laughs> oh, awesome. So, That's yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, Wonder Woman, is. she rocks as well. She uh, does. Know, I can't. Can't, can't say much um, uh, about, you know, she, yeah, she's a, a, like a goddess. So, um Yes, so next phase, Looney's uh, episode 305, it will be a waxing gibbous. So that is an other side of the moon, uh, which means we're going to look at the other side of some of the creators that have been on Moon Knight, like the other sort of stuff they do. Uh, so TBC, just keep your eyes and ears peeled for what that will be. It could be anything from, I think last time we did uh, Declan Shalvey's uh, Bog Bodies, uh, that was his uh, image released um, original graphic novel, uh, but of course De Declan Shalvey synonymous with with Moon Knight uh, in his run with Warren yes. Ellis. Uh, so yeah, that'll be fun to to find out what um, to to see what we do. We'll, I'll have a guest, and uh, yeah, that'll be great. Uh, as always, as well, a huge thank you again to the likes of Frank. Uh, we can't do this show without the likes of Frank. Um, big thanks to Odin, Daniel, Drew, Frank, right here with us. Justin, Derek, Wayne, Josh, Anthony, Russell, Michael, Mario, Matthew, and Jonathan. Thank you so much, everyone, and thank you so much for uh, contributing in the groups and getting the d discussions flowing. It's really cool. It's really great. Let's you know. Let's keep the oh. I wanted to ask you, Frank, as well. Have you rewatched Moon Knight? Uh, I haven't recently? watched it. I wanted no? to. I wanted to go back and re re rewatch it again, 
but I yeah. have not. Um, we've been watching a lot of different crazy stuff like C. I don't know if you've seen C. It's S E E. It has um Jason Momoa in it. Oh, okay. And yeah, it's yeah. basically everyone's blind now. Like the whole some kind of plague oh. or something happened, and everyone's blind. Like five hundred years later, everyone's been blind. But then yeah. some some kids were born with sight, and then so there's like whole oh. wars, whole wars, and both sides are blind, and they're just swinging stuff and like killing each other. <laughs> oh, wow. it's, a, it's a pretty cool show. It's cool. Where's well, that? Been watching, I've been watching that. That's yeah. on Apple TV Plus. Apple TV. Okay. I believe. Cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Just interesting because like last time we had you on. Uh, we obviously did the the reviews and discussions of the Moon Knight TV show. Just I haven't. I, I think I've watched the odd, like the random. I think I watched the last one again, and then I watched um, that really. I think it was episode five, um, the the one about revealing, you know, his history a bit more and about his yeah. mum. Yeah, that's good. But I I got to watch the whole thing again. Um, yeah, I want I want to go back and re uh, watch it again. As um, mm. and then they made they made something afterwards. It's kind of like a behind the scenes or something. Yes, I didn't even get a chance to check that out yet. Oh, check it out, Frank. It's really good and it's really insightful as to you know. And you can see how excited Oscar uh, is about you know playing Moon Knight. So yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. You should. Yeah. Um, for sure. Uh. So please check out patreon.com slash ITK Moon Knight if you want to become a Patreon member. There are there are bonus incentives, like, for instance, uh, I will release this video to Petrunis um, so you can see uh, what Frank and I are referring to. You know, just a little bit a bit more fun to, to read I just wanted to say that I, mm -hmm. I got my shirt and I wanted to take a picture and, and post it up in the, the group, but I haven't got a chance oh. to. But oh, thank yeah. you for the shirt. It's awesome. Oh, it. no worries. No worries. Yeah, that I, I've got to, again, Patreon, got to thank them. It just makes it so easy to um, to make sure that all the Patronis and Patreons, um, you know, get their incentives. So, yeah, check it out. There's plenty of stuff there, uh, bonus episodes, that sort of stuff. Um, I think the last bonus episode I did, I was totally off off my rocker. <laughs> we, did a, we did a Let's Get Sheet Faced. Um, I did it with Chad and... I drank nearly a bottle of whiskey, and I tell you, it was it was pretty bad, uh, pretty bad later on. <laughs> um, anyway, I don't. It's yeah. organic. It was organic. It's organic, yes. And, yes. and drink responsibly, everybody, please. Of yes. Course. Um, yes. A big thank you once again to our principal sponsors, Odin, Odin Sword, Frank, the Think Tank, Jukes, of course, and go check out. I want to fight it podcast. Uh, Odin's got a podcast as well. Speaking of drinking responsibly, drinking Marvel podcast. Uh, so go check out <laughs> Odin's uh, podcast there. Uh, Daniel Doing's Fringe Night, awesome uh, original indie comic based on Erie, Pennsylvania's very own mysterious superhero. You can support him at patreon.com slash fringe night 27. Our good, good mate there over um, doing fine music, Drew Tombs. Go check out his music over at soundcloud.com slash tombs with a Z and Lurk Music. So that's uh, Lurk Music with a CK.bandcamp.com. Absolute gun, Drew is. Uh, CLZ Comics, get your database all in order. Um, Frank, I have I, mine. You have excellent. Are you loving it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, all I yeah. put is my Moon Knight stuff in there. I don't put nothing else I have, just okay. my Moon Knight stuff in there. I just want to keep track of those, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Well, because, I mean, I buy, um, you know, stuff off Facebook Marketplace and, and eBay and all that, and, and sometimes it's up to, like, 50-odd comics, and it's a good way to track what you have ordered. Yeah. And then once you get it, you can actually log it in as part of your collection. So it just it's it's a good way to keep track in, in case you tend to buy crazy um, they they also sort of have a, a music one, which I have their music mm. one too. I pay for oh, subscription do. and all that stuff. Yeah, yep. it's awesome. Music, I think they have books. They have also uh, Blu-rays, yes. I think. Blu-ray movies. I think they have games. games. They have a lot, a lot of them. It's fantastic. And I will say as well, I'm going to shout out to um, CLZ Comics, at least. They are reintroducing prices again. So uh, you'll be able to see the value, market value of your comics, um, the latest and greatest, all updated. Because uh, they, they had some problem last time and they had to take those price guides off. But they've now had another, uh, they've gone into partnership with another price guiding company. Um, and now, so they'll be reintroduced, which is amazing. A lot of- That is uh, awesome. Yeah, a lot of collectors love it because you can, you know, if you are selling your stuff, you want to know rough value of what it is and yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't want to sell your Incredible Hulk 181 for like two bucks. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? <laughs> and free shipping. And free shipping. <laughs> You're too good a person if you do that. Um, and finally, Dreamland Comics, use the code MOON and you get 20% off your, your online purchase. Uh, and again, very lastly, we're part of the collective 
so many great shows. Um, the link is in the show notes. Go check them out. Trapped in a World, the Howard the Duck podcast. Um, I'm wearing the shirt now. Um, Uh-oh. It's hosted by Noel, um, a good friend. And again, people will know Noel. He is the, the frontman to the band that uh, has supplied the, the Into the Night music. So uh, fantastic podcast, Howard the Duck, um, great stuff. And I'll also shout out um, Inner Demons, a Ghost Rider podcast, and I can't not shout out Gamma Charge, the Hulk uh, podcast, the strongest podcast there is. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can uh, finally as well, um, just bear with me, Frank, because I always forget to do this. Um, so yes, of course, a big thank you, of course, to Apatrunis <laughs> and again, um, just because I forgot, uh, video wise, and you can contact us on those platforms, email on the website, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even YouTube and, um, and get vocal and discord as well. So go check all of that stuff out. Um, Frank, once again, a huge thank you, my good man. Um, it's hopefully not too late for you now because I know our no. times are pr- pretty good. Um, it's only nine o'clock here. Yeah. The night oh, is excellent. Young. Oh, you, you can watch <laughs> three movies. <laughs> yes. Um, with that, uh, everybody have a good one. I hope you've enjoyed the Bendis run and may country watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Of the night. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.